you beautiful people to episode number 13, season nine, the last episode of the season, the last episode of 2023. Thanks so much for sticking around and joining us on this beautiful journey. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel so that you can be one of the first people to see the uh, blooper reels uh, that we post for this year. That always a fun time. Some swearing, a little NSFW. Make sure not to listen with your kids around because Ooh. we often make mistakes. Uh, and share this with somebody you think might be interested in this type of conversation that we're having. Today, we're going to talk, Kyle, a little bit about if you are moving in 2024, why you need to start up now. Before we jump into that, how are you feeling, Kyle? What's going on? How's your world? Uh, it's good. It's it's good. It's still, uh, we're, we're wrapping things up and cleaning out a few, uh, cleaning up a few things before the end of the year. And uh, some of the people who are, you know, again, we're, we're dealing with people now that are prepping for yeah. 2024, right? We're closing out the ones who, and they're, we're closing out the ones who are prepping because they're refinancing and just cleaning things up and getting that all done. And then we're dealing with clients now who are like, okay, this is my plan coming through into 2024, whether it's people who are renewing in the next three to four months, uh, maturity's coming up, changing some products, everybody that's looking ahead towards literally, yeah. 2024 that's where we are yeah there's uh, a lot of reasons why people always say oh the best time of year to sell is the springtime right uh, i mean if you just look at the straight up uh, uh numbers you can see like hey here's what the numbers show um but there's also some other things that you might not be considering so we'll we'll we'll, we'll start to unpack some of those as we uh move forward but uh as as always hit that like oh i, I said all that stuff uh you can uh, <laughs> download kyle's um uh buyer guide uh, in the link below you can download the the seller guide that we've got link below as well uh if you'd like to schedule an appointment with kyle or i you can do so in the calendly links below uh and yeah if, if you're thinking about prepping for 2024 now is the time to start we are definitely finding more and more people are putting their hand up and saying yeah you know what i've been on the sidelines i've been waiting you know uh we looked at the numbers you took a look at the numbers. I took a look at the numbers as well to see what the average price was, uh, you know, versus what it was last year. We've got this new kind of nerdy app that allows us to to look at what the stats are saying. Uh, and, you know, some pretty interesting uh, uh, points here. Uh, the InfoSparks stats, they, they tell you what the average uh, median sales price is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people said, oh, well, you know, the, the, the worst, you know, the, the bottom of the, of the, of the market was uh, December 2022, right? When the rates were as high as they were, and it jumped back up earlier this year. But then, interestingly enough, the median price in December 2022 was 534. The median price now, and I'm just looking at the end of November 2023, because I haven't posted the numbers from December, is 543. So 534 to 543, not that big of a difference. Now at the, at the peak of the year, like April, May, we were at 595. And I mean, if you go all the way back to, you know, June, 2022, which was like the highest, highest median price we'd ever seen, 650, six, yeah, 650. Now, again, the median price takes into account everything, condos, residential, land, commercial, rentals the the whole everything 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 so probably not rentals actually but the real take takeaway for me was hey look at that you know we thought the the bottom of the barrel was december 2022 
at uh, 534. And right now, at the end of November 2023, we're hovering at 543. That's not too far off that really low end number. And we talked about this last time is, you know, it seems like people are thinking, hey, this is a good time to buy. You know, the, the rates are as high as they're going to go. And we're advising a lot of our clients, uh, if they can, to go in and, and get the best deal that they can, but then also buy time, close on it as late as possible, right? And push, kick that can as far as you can. Can, can, knack, knack. And, and, uh, and, 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 and maybe take advantage of, you know, the best of both worlds, the low prices that you can get right now and potentially a bit of a lower interest rate moving into April, May. We were doing a, we were, we were at an event today. We're hosting an event today with a bunch of realtors and had people in from a couple lenders, Fraser, uh, and even um, one of our insurers, uh, Canada Guarantee. So there's three default insurers. Canada Guarantee is one of the private ones, um, along with Sage and then CMHC is the Crown Corp. Uh, maybe not, obviously, I'll say obviously, but maybe not to some people. And it was, uh, they come up with some pretty interesting stats. And again, it's, I, I think, you know, when we look back on it, and we always talk about that, but it's just that what went on through the pandemic was such an anomaly. Um, but it's, it's, but it's scared us, or it's changed how we have to look at things. Because again, we were so we're so as just humans, and in the market fixated on the price of things, right, being the price of the house, which you have to be aware of, but also the price of the mortgage, which you have to be aware of. Um, and our thought is always right. If it's high, then it's it's priced high. Like, how am I trying to say? It's like when it's high, then it's priced higher. And when it's low, but the interest rate's high, well, then it's still priced higher. And the one of the one of the numbers we were looking at was comparing, you know, uh, uh, he he pulled stat from 2022 uh, and like a $760,000 home and same neighborhood picked another one and it was down at, I think it was, it was probably wasn't 760, but it was down about 150 grand yeah. and the payments, the payments were almost the same. Hmm. So, so again, if it, the, the theory, if the, if the thought holds true to you, that buying right is, is an investment to a degree and equity is a thing that you're going to gain over time because long-term not in the next six months, right. Uh, long-term you're, you know, you're going to sell, and take some of that equity with you, then now is a decent time to buy. Because those other people that bought, unfortunately, have come down. And if they were playing the same game, it'll be okay. But if for you now, it's still the time because you can gain that equity back and your payments aren't going to be that, your payments aren't going to be that much different. And going into 2024, as things do start to come down, again, there's a good chance that price goes up. So it's... Um, and that price goes up, your payment's not, your payment's not getting lower, right? Because, yeah. because interest rates are coming down. It's just the, the, the math is so important to do to see where you're comfortable. And I don't even think it's, I don't even want to use the word should. Like, it's not like, oh, you should buy just because, right? No offense to you. It's like, you should do what's mathematically right for you. If you do the math, just stop worrying about the feeling and do the math. Spoken like a true mortgage broker. Uh, where's the real? Nerd. Yeah, where's the? <laughs> well, how does it make you feel, right? Yeah. I'm just, it's like a therapy session, right? Hey, yeah, how, yeah. here's the thing that's happening in my life, my therapist. Well, how does that make you feel? Like I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah, when, that, yeah. When you boss, when you boss, how are you feeling? Yeah. 
for those of you listening, yeah. Kyle pulled out a notepad. I lay down on a couch, and uh, he, he pulled out yeah. a paper, and it was just it was it was uh, it was glorious. So here we go. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, twenty twenty three year uh, wraps up, uh, comes to a head. I think it was. Um, you know, about, I mean, we'll have to look back and see what the, what the predictions were for this year. I think people were expecting the prices to come down marginally. The number of transactions for me was the big piece that, yeah, okay. They came down, they came down by, by a significant amount. There were a lot less transactions than uh, there, than there were last year. And last year had less transactions than the year before, year before, excuse me. So okay. You know, the, the, the number of transactions, you saw that meme floating around that said, hey, there's uh, whatever it was at the end of November, there was 11,000 uh, 11, sales on the real estate board. And if you look the same period in 2021, there's like 17,000 transactions. That's 6,000 transactions, wow. right? 6,000 less means 12,000 ends different. Well, there's 3,000, 4,000 real estate agents uh, in, in Ottawa. And if there's 12,000 transactions less, that means each agent is doing three deals less than they did last year. Now, remember, the average agent is doing about 10 transactions per year. So the average agent is probably down 30%, just based on straight straight up math, right? 18,000, call it 17 and, and change, versus 12,000 or 11 and change. That's a 30% reduction. The average real estate agent is probably down in their overall business, how many transactions they do, by 30%. Not to mention, as the rates went up, the average prices went down. So you're talking over 30% reduction in the income of the average real estate agent. Now, I'm just comparing straight up averages, but that's a big hit. I think 2024, if we're talking about predictions for next year, we're going to see a lot of, um, again, don't take offense to this. We're going to see a lot of lower end agents, people who are not doing enough business to keep afloat fall out of the business. I don't think, I think people are just going to say, Hey, look, this isn't working. I've got to go back and sell newspapers, flip burgers, be a nurse, do be a teacher, whatever it is that they came from doing, or they have, you know, peace of mind about doing, got to go back to that other thing, right. Or whatever it is. Um, yeah. We've, we've seen some attrition through our industry too, because the, the one thing that develops is that, and it, it's, which is different from yours is the fact that you know you for you for you to be for anybody to be a successful agent you got to buy something potentially got to sell something but it's got to happen one or the other or both right uh and it's literally it's one line of business like you said that your your transactions are low but that affects two different people so the number multiplies right yeah. for, for for from our standpoint it's like we can we can we can do a buy uh you're going to mature so we can do a switch right if you need more money we can do a refi so there's there's more there's more lines of business but what we are seeing though too is that is that those lines of business or people are having a tougher time that's just fact right so where we're seeing the attrition in my opinion anyways is the fact that you know we have a lot of agents who could do and especially in ottawa right who could do real easy business right i got two government workers i got good credit i got good equity bada bing you know and and you know it, that's easy to do, relatively speaking. Um, but when you have to when you have to structure a deal, um, you know, you got to refi, you got to pay out debt. Which debt? You got to calculate. You got to you got to look at the numbers and say, look, my I think this is or this is what I'm seeing that this is a better plan for you. 
the fact that we're not going to do we're not going to do a five year. You're going to do a two year deal as an alternative mortgage because we got to pay this to do this to get you here, right? We're doing you know uh, people doing alternative lenders, you know, taking out refis, doing refis to pay back SIVA loans, right? Because those business for self people had to get money to get them through the pandemic, and all of a sudden the government's like, let's roll, yeah, pay up, sucker. You're like, all right. And and you know necessary evil, so um, so that's what we're that's what we're seeing. Hey, up, sucker! Okay, well, where am I going to take the money? I bought a house during the pandemic. Let me pull the money out of my house. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and that's so that's it. Like if so, if you don't have and 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 people have to understand, not every agent knows how to do this, right? Not every agent knows this, knows how to structure a deal like that. Not every agent has access legally. Might not even be allowed to do it because they've changed those rules on us too. So it, so we're going to lose, we're going to lose some people who are just like, I can only do a deals when they don't fit and they don't know how to structure. So that's that. So it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that rolls too. And I think we've definitely seen some of the, again, more of the older agents who are like, yeah, I just don't want it. Like I'm good. Yeah, we're, I'm we're seeing the same thing with the new rules and regulations that are coming out. People are like, Hey, you know what? If I've got to conduct my business in this new and different way. I don't want to learn a new trick. I'm good. No, thank you. See you later. Um, you know, and I find the same thing in my business. A lot of, uh, you know, I'd say probably 40, 40 or 50 percent of my business is working with investors, right? People who are using real estate as a, as a tool to generate, uh, uh, you know, wealth, generational wealth, income, equity, whatever it might be, um, you know. And when the money is so expensive, a lot of them are kind of sitting on the sidelines. I was talking with a client yesterday and he said, look, one of, you know, one of our things is to, is to flip uh, wholesale deals. Uh, you know, we buy them and then we flip them over to investors. The investor pools dried up. People are not jumping, right? The money's not, not cheap as it was. And so they're just simply saying, yeah, you know what? I'll wait and I'll see what's going to happen. And those investor deals are just kind of like, deteriorated. And so I said, well, you know, what do you do? How do you, how do you change your business? He says, well, instead of flipping them, instead of wholesaling them, I'm keeping them, I'm renovating them and you're selling them for me, Sean. So, you know, like that's, that's what it is. So it's, you know, as the market changes, uh, good business owners figure out, okay, well, how do I, how do I change with it? How do I shift with it? How do I make sure that, you know, I can, can keep the lights on and keep, you know, running a, a profitable business. I mean, small businesses in Canada are what really, you know, keep the, the, what's that called? GDP flowing. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And, it, and, and we're seeing that. And again, we're seeing that too, because not to interrupt you, because, you know, like we were just talking before we started about, uh, we have a client who's, who is the example, right? Like who's the example of, um, of coming up for renewal in 2026, Right. She's got three years left. They bought her, her ex-partner bought in the middle of the pandemic. She ended up buying him out and it all worked out. And that's fine. She kept her rate. She's 1.69% for another three years. Uh, and she's coming into, she's going to come into higher. So I just ran a couple of scenarios. Yeah. I just ran a couple of scenarios to see how it would work. And I mean, if she renews at four and a half, her and keeps the same am, the same amortization, she'll be staring down a payment of she's currently at 737 and i'm just remembering this because it was fresh 737 her payment's going to go to 999 bi-weekly right it's 272 bucks it's a lot of money Thanks. right yeah and, but looking at it and we've done a couple different scenarios right is that the end for her no 
because we can we can readjust this through a refinance and even taking her deal and then understanding that you can slap a second mortgage behind that to consolidate some debt and things like that. And even though that rate is like 10 or 11%, it's still cheaper. But if you don't know how to structure that and you're running off feeling like, oh no, for sure it's going to make more sense to just take five, seven, nine and refi. I can show I can show the numbers. Like it's a it's it's ten, fifteen thousand dollars worse to yeah. do that. So having that understanding that that's coming and how to do that, it's gonna be is gonna be important for people. And that not every lender, meaning the big six banks, are okay with that. Just that's the thing. They you may think they're gonna save you. There's a lot of them that won't. No, no, no. It's going to be guys like you that are, that are, that are saving guys like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seriously, that's what it is, right? It's uh, reminds me of a line from a Beastie Boys song, looking down the barrel of a gun, son of a gun, son of a bitch, getting paid, getting rich. That's uh, yeah. I don't know what song that's from, but it's an older one. It's oh, from- that's what I was waiting for. I'm like, tell me what song that is. I can't remember. You know what? Post it in the comments below. If you know what song it's from. There you uh, go. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, word from our sponsors, which are still us, but keep your eyes and ears peeled because in the new year, there's going to be a new sponsor, a real actual person. Uh, yeah. and I'll be talking and saying wonderful things about them that are keeping us up, amped and jacked for these sweet, sweet podcasts. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel and share this with someone who you think might be interested in this type of conversation. Uh, we're going to talk in the second half a little bit more about how to get yourself set up for success in 2024 uh and uh yeah we'll see you on the flip side this episode of the real collective podcast is brought to you by real collective real collective brings together best in class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients we govern ourselves with honesty open-mindedness and compassion with diverse skill sets our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients including first-time buyers first-time sellers transferees estate sales investors and rural vacation and luxury properties authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results if you are interested in buying or selling your home contact us today at realcollective.ca welcome back you beautiful people to the second half of the real collective podcast in the season ender we did it we won the season kyle uh first place for both you and i congratulations employee of the year uh goes to you for the real collective podcast uh and uh employer of the year i will take uh for so i'll pat myself on the back and uh i'll leave it to you to do yours every everybody gets a ribbon day so we're cool yeah good for us just like uh my kids school uh, hit that like button, oh. channel, and share this with somebody you think might like what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, we're a little bit silly, man. It's the end of the year. It's the holiday season. You know, are we mailing it in? Not totally. Are we not? Not totally. I mean, no. I got got to drag. Got to get a few more across the finish line, and people are prepping. So I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got, a, I got a Nintendo uh, here uh, for the holidays. So you know, if we want to keep it keep it light, then a uh, little little uh, Street Fighter two. Uh, Anyways, we were talking about how uh, to sort of prepare yourself, how to set yourself up for success in 2024. And one of the most important things to do is to start now. Uh, And by that, I mean, reach out to Kyle, reach out to me so that if you do want to move, you know 
what the trends are going to be. You know how to set yourself up. How do you make it so that, hey, I want to move in 2024. What do I do to make it happen? On average, when we first meet with someone to when they actually move is 18 months. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a long haul, you know, and there's some people who will move in 2024 that we met with last year, right? They're starting to do some preparation for their house. They're starting to look around. They're looking for that right house. And when it pops, they're going to be on it right away. Right. So it's uh, it's it's certainly something to consider uh, as we're sort of coming out of the holidays. Yes, this is, uh, you know, this episode is probably one of the first episodes of the year. If I look at the uh, uh, the calendar, uh, even though it's the last episode of the last year, that's when we're recording it versus uh, whatever. Anyways, some of the reasons why it's important to move in the spring or, or, or to be looking when the springtime rolls around. Kyle, you've got a ton of experience. Uh, you find you put most of your deals together, like as a percentage, more in those three months. The, those three months sort of account for half your year, because that's kind of how it is for us. Um, I think if you look at purchases, if you look at percentage of purchases, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a good pipe and a good pipeline that you know that fills up pretty good. Let it go, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so yeah. that's so that tends to be okay. Grabbing it tight. <laughs> anyway, the uh, yeah, so that's so, but pur- purchases for sure. And now we spend just so much time. <laughs> this in the blooper reel. I don't even know for next year. Probably. Yeah, but for uh, for the for the prep stuff though, it's now is the time because it's there's four like just so many reasons right your taxes are the big the biggest one for me is taxes that's the biggest that's the biggest snag i hit with anybody who's self-employed um contract in certain cases seasonal or potentially has rentals like there's that's the stuff to do right now is to get ready and it's you typically ready to go by march so they're prepped and we can plan that like no claim this much money because you did that last year, right? Have that tax, have those taxes paid. Let's get that done. Um, I think, and and if we play the game, right, as a spoiler alert, the the government only comes knocking after a certain point. So if you're not done, you buying by March is actually very key as a way of getting things as a way of getting things done. Because yeah. the government doesn't come knock until April. Yeah. Well, and and even then, uh, you know, if you're if you're a corporation, you get a little bit more 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 leniency, a little bit more leeway, right? Um, and, and so the reason that the springtime is a good time to sell, uh, you know, the snow starts to melt, properties start to show a little bit better. Um, you know, you've got the most number of people who are who are selling the higher end houses that time of year because the families who need bigger houses than, you know, let's say it's a, a couple with a, with a dog, the family need the bigger houses because they got two, three kids. And when they need a bigger house, it's typically more expensive. They all want to move in the summertime when school's off, right? They want to move end of July, end of June, end of June, July, August, right? So that's, that's when they're hoping to move. They want to be into their new place before school starts. So you just math that back 60 to 90 days and boom, you land yourself right in the middle of springtime market, you know, 
you layer on top of there that you also have uh, all of the RCMP and military people uh, are doing their HHT. So they're being posted to a new place. And those postings always tend to line up around that springtime market. So you've got all, a few things that are layering on top of each other to make it so that, hey, you know what? If you want to sell and you want to maximize the income from the sale of your home, meet with your agent now so that you can get yourself lined up to hit the market in the spring. And I don't know about you, but every year I'm finding that spring hits earlier, right? Sometimes like, oh, hey, spring is going to be April. Before it used to be May 1st. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be you know, April 1st. April Fool's is springtime. And then it's like, oh, March break is kind of like spring. And now it's like family day. And then it's like, oh, you know, Valentine's Day. And people always want to be buyers always want to be i'm going to beat the spring market and it just seems like spring is starting sooner and sooner every year layer on top of that that this year is a el nino year you know looking looking down the barrel of a, of a green christmas oh by the way that song was called looking down the barrel of a gun uh if you have you um i did look it up at the break uh but being an el nino year we're going to have less snow. And one of the big things that stops people from buying houses is they say, look, I can't see the foundation. There's too much snow. It's yucky outside. I don't want to go outside. There's snow all over the roof. No, thank you. Well, that's not going to happen this year. Or it's not going to happen as much this year. As a result, great opportunity. I mean, all these sort of stars are lining up. And the rates are going to be coming down too. So as the rates don't go up or stop or, or hold firm or come down, buyers are more like, yeah, okay, let's go. So we've got all these different factors that are sort of creating this idea of a perfect storm to line up for the springtime in 2024. Right. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, when you take all that, all it is is psychological. Yes. <clears throat> right. Like that's, that's your, that's what we're dealing with. Is psychological it's you know we saw it through the pandemic as we talk about all the time and and adding all of that to it yeah it's going to be really wild to see how it goes right if it falls flat or if it just goes regular or if it goes a little bonkers for a bit it'll be interesting to see how that all how that all comes together and then and i think you factor on top of that of just how gray or hazy that crystal ball is because there's still the 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 way it seems to work economically at least in this case is we really need to wait through q1 to see where we are as a country and what's going on right like that's it from again that'll affect the rates and everything but if we've been sitting in the recession and things have you know progressed de negatively down that hole that's going to have an impact what we'll have to wait and see right not necessarily good but not good for who only some, not all, like there's going to be that. So that'll be another interesting thing. And again, why that can sometimes be another factor of not waiting, but also waiting and it's psychological. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, we're just, we're people and we're funny. It's, it, it's, it's funny because I've got different people who are saying that they're expecting the market to come down. Got other people are saying, oh, I'm reading a report, the market's going to go up. And like you said, like, who knows? Like not as 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 much as we pay attention to all this, we we're like, hey, we think this is what's going to happen. It might be an election year, and if it's an election year, that's going to have whatever effect it has on real estate. All these different things like factor in, you know. And as much as you're you're thinking, you're taking all these different factors into account. There's blind spots. 
maybe the pandemic hits again. Maybe there's a full lockdown again. We don't know what's going to happen, right? Like maybe, you know, this zombie apocalypse, man, could be anything, right? In which case we're all in trouble. Yeah. And, <laughs> and again, I, it's still like that, those, those, um, those reports that come out, right? Not wrong, but they always have to be so generalized that it's difficult. I mean, again, we were sitting in this meeting with Can with with Canada Guarantee today, and they were talking about, um, you know, their book of business and what they see. And our savings levels in Ottawa are the same. With savings levels or de our debt reduction levels in Ottawa are the same as they were during the pandemic. Where else? Where else is anybody seeing that? Because that's what's happening here. Average credit score for an insured mortgage here in Ottawa, at least with these guys, right? 766. Like that, like that's not low. That's not low. That's really, really good. Meaning people like that's what that's the kind of buyer that people are that has been using, utilizing that program. That's good. So so when you look at stats like that, you're like, well, that's like it's a head scratcher. Because everything's supposed to be falling apart. But again, that's that's that generalization. And this, we are we are lucky to be where we are. And it, literally, like geographically, we're lucky to be where we are. So it's it's going to be tough. It's that's why it's hazy. So, right? yeah. And, and uh, Ottawa is always insulated compared to the rest of the country. So we're lucky about that. Is it the fact that these guys are only insuring people with good credit. So like, Hey, this is what our, this is what our credit scores is. Like they, they might say, look, uh, the credit scores go from 500 at the floor to 800 at the ceiling or whatever it is. And look, we're not seeing it. We're not taking anybody with less than 730. So of course the average is, you know, seven, uh, seven seventy or whatever it is. Right. No, well, no, yeah. I mean, is there that could be that could be a portion of it because it there's a couple other there's a couple of nuanced things that come in there. But an insured mortgage by rights, I mean, not every lender has to abide by this. Sure. But and and not every lender works with Canada Guarantee as well. So there's some other things. There's some again, it's it's always there's other things to drill down on. But an insured mortgage is is baseline is 600 credit score, which is not good, right? Uh, well, I shouldn't say it's bad. It's just it's not great, and um, and I mean to get to the higher end ratios, you have to be six eighty or above. So you're covering a large scale of people there, right? Um, so but again, that's what's that's kind of what's what we're seeing. So it's it's interesting to see that part of it as well. Stop judging me with my terrible credit score. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't even know what my credit score is. They, I got, I got it's a. Not good. You should check that out. Oh, sorry. I thought you said that. Mine's, mine's not good. Uh, no, it's probably it's probably half decent. Um, I hope. I really hope. Uh, I wonder if also that is an indication of a a bigger story, which is the and and, I, and this is maybe more than we can tackle in the whatever three minutes that we've got left. I wonder if it's an indication though, and there's just like a put this as an asterisk and, and hold it in your mind of. Uh, the separation between two groups of people, right? The, the haves and the have nots or like the, this class of people and the separation from, sorry, the separation of people who own property versus people who rent property. And, 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 and that, you know, they, they keep talking about the middle class disappearing 
and it's just a separation of those two i don't want to sound like a like a classist uh but i wonder if that's what that is like that that's that's sort of the piece that it indicates i don't know i'm just i'm throwing spitballing here throwing it out i think i don't th- i don't think it's uh i don't think it's not that for sure i don't think it's not that i mean um again i mean you can you know when you look at the numbers when you look at the numbers you need to be making about quite honestly by a detached home in ottawa right you can't do it without six figures. So yeah. now that's in the household. So that's two people, you know, and I think if we really did look at it, probably today's rates, you're looking at making minimum, minimum 120 to 140 minimum. Okay. And with that, and so with that, I mean, that's two people making less than a hundred thousand dollars, but it's always going to be two people. Right. Right. That's like a $650,000 house, which is like a thousand, yeah foot bungalow in the middle of the city like we're, we're like in, in an like an old 1950s kind of campo tank built house close to algonquin college sort of thing like that's we're not talking, if, yeah and if you have a car if you have a car you're that's that's gone you're not doing that anymore so when you look at that but you think of as well like how much government do we have the teachers right the the, the hospitals finally got their raise after so many years of being shit kicked right? That money's, that money's there. So, and I mean, every place has hospitals. Yes, I get it. But it, it aggregates, it aggregates over with everything else. So when you have all of that, those are high, typically higher paying jobs. So, and if you don't have one of those, you don't have one of those, or you don't have a parent who can refi their house and gift you 50, a hundred grand, which we see it because that's part of that too. There's a lot. I, the, the stat we didn't see, or at least I didn't catch was, how many of those people that they insure have gifted down payment, mm-hmm. right? But that's that's a high, that's a good number. It's thirty, it's thirty plus percent. So I'm I'm pretty positive. Maybe not from that one, but a, a different insurer. So <clears throat> that's a key. That's a key factor there, right? That's a key factor there. Um, so yeah, I I don't I don't disagree that there's a class that there is a class thing. And when you factor in, transactions are down, right? Transactions are down less people have been able to buy yeah so it's there i think i think there's i think there's something you said uh yeah i mean we'll, we'll listen we'll open that up thanks so much guys uh for for listening in and uh joining us throughout the course of 2023 uh this is the uh last episode season uh season nine episode 13 uh we'll catch you in the next one uh in the new year until then hit that like button subscribe to the channel share this with someone who you think might be interested in this type of information and you can sh- uh, you can also um uh comment below with uh the name of the uh, song if you if you missed it earlier uh if you didn't miss <laughs> it. uh and you can schedule an appointment with kyle or i and the calendar links below if you want the buyer guide kyle's buyer guide is below if you want the seller guide my seller guide is below and uh yeah uh, happy new year and until next time keep it real collective